Well, hello and welcome to the Almost Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and this, of course, is a show about whatever I want. I'd like to thank two sponsors today of our show and of this episode. And the first sponsor is a company called Love Cacao. I love this company. If you don't know anything about cacao, cacao was revered in Central and South America as the food of the gods. It's a sacred plant that was used in ceremonies, events, and it was considered so special that it was reserved almost exclusively for the highest class of citizens. In fact, there was a time when cacao was used as currency, and so you could literally say that money grew on trees. But today, it's spreading around the world to people absolutely everywhere, and Love Cacao is helping that happen by importing cacao from Central America and shipping that all over the world. If you would like to try cacao, the modality of cacao, turning it into a drink, using it in a cacao ceremony, you can do that. And you can do that by going on to the Love Cacao website, lovecacao.com, L-O-V-E-C-A-C-A-O.com. And if you would like to try a pound of cacao, why not get a discount and use my affiliate link? That affiliate link is Alex Sarah 10 A-L-E-X, S-A-R-A, and the number 10. If you do that, you will get a 10% discount on your next order of cacao. I seriously love this company. Our second sponsor today is my company, Working Writers Co. Working Writers Co. takes your idea and creates a manuscript in six months. It's about helping you write a book. Have you ever wanted to write a book? Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Is it on your bucket list? And if it is, if, if you've thought about it, if someone has insisted that you need to write a book, then investigate the prospect of doing that and join us for a free masterclass, an hour and 15 minutes, where we will teach you the in and outs of starting your book. As I said, free masterclass, no sales pitch, come and learn about writing a book. And you can do that by joining the next masterclass and you will find that information on our website or our landing page, that is, at www.workingwriters.co, www.workingwriters.co. Register yourself for the next available masterclass and you will learn what it takes to write a book. So let's start this show. I don't even know what it's called yet, but for the purpose of today's episode, I'm going to make a working title and simply call it Gifting. I don't know. That'll be our working title today. So here we go. Let's rock and roll. And I would like to start by beginning to tell you that there's a part of me that hates this time of year, specifically all of the gift giving. Oh, what a Grinch Alex is. He's so terrible. How could this guy hate gift giving? Well, what I've discovered is that what I hate is that I feel as though other people or an institution are telling me that I have to buy gifts for people. Incidentally, that institution I'm talking about is Christmas. Now, it's not that I don't like giving. On the contrary, I love to give. It feels great. And I can often feel the gratitude that a gift receiver is experiencing, which is truly and totally a profound experience. I just don't like to feel like I'm being told or forced to do something. You know what I mean? But I suppose that I'm capable of meeting people on their level. That is to say that much of the world celebrates 
Christmas or birthdays or weddings or whatever celebration in which it's customary to give gifts. Plus, when I'm engaged in the act of gift giving, it feels right, despite my misgivings on the subject. Incidentally, I like that word misgivings. It feels quite appropriate in the spirit of what we're talking about today. Now, I'd like to share a story about what my seven-year-old wants for Christmas this year. He would like a snowboard. And if I were to get him a snowboard, it would mean that I'm also going to have to get him bindings. Oh, and snowboard boots and a helmet and goggles and everything else associated with the act of snowboarding. And when I say everything else, I mean the lift tickets that'll be necessary with which to snowboard. Oh, and because he's never snowboarded before, I suppose I'm going to have to buy him snowboarding lessons too, or teach him myself. So we can say that the cost of one snowboard in this instance is going to cost a lot more than the board itself. Oh, and I haven't even factored in any time. The time it takes to do the shopping. The time it's going to take to wrap the gift. The time it's going to take to drive him to the mountain. The time it's going to take to teach him. And all the time I'm going to spend over the next few years driving him to and from the mountain. All because he wanted one little snowboard. When you give a gift, often the recipient doesn't realize or understand all of the energy that's attached to the gift. In the previous example, you now see that a snowboard is much more than just a board. Not that I'm asking my son to understand all of those variables at his age, but maybe he should understand some of them to the capacity that he's able to at seven years old. Because when there's a deeper understanding of the energy gift, and we'll use that term energy gift, I think that the gift becomes much more meaningful. Now, before we go back to the snowboard, I want to take a detour and share a different story about a charity concert in which I performed just the other night. You see, I was asked if I would play a three-song set to help raise funds for an education fund. And believing that it was a worthy cause, I accepted the invitation readily and prepared for my part in the evening's festivities. When it was my turn to play, I could have simply played my three songs, and they probably would have been pretty well received. However, I took the time to preface what I was about to sing, sharing the story of why I'd chosen each particular song. You see, what I wanted to do was create an energy field that was relatable to the donors that evening and to the recipients of the scholarships. So I did my preamble, and then I launched into each song, and it felt right. And my belief is that whoever was listening to the performance, whether it was live or whether they, were, they listened to the recorded version later, they would be able to feel the essence behind the song and the essence behind my gesture, or we could say my gift. So now let's get back to the snowboard. I think that when we give gifts, we often fail to include the most important part of the gift, which is 
the essence behind the gift. If I were to give a snowboard to my son for Christmas, I think it would be important after he's unwrapped it to provide an explanation behind the gift. And I might say something like, Noah, I'm giving you this snowboard because I know how much you love sports. You're a gifted athlete, son, and I really think you're going to love the sport of snowboarding. I know I did when I was younger. Plus, your older brother, who I know you really look up to, loves snowboarding too. And I'm really hopeful that the two of you will be able to share the sport together and spend time with one another doing something you both love. It's going to be totally worth it to me to invest more money in snowboarding lessons and all the time I know I'm going to have to spend driving you to and from the mountain over the next few years. Noah, I truly love you. And this is a small expression of my desire to see you enjoy your life and fulfill your wishes, which in this case includes snowboarding. So how cool would that be, right? How cool would it be if more people understood the essence behind the gifts they were given? Now, I'm not suggesting that we need to explain everything or even anything. But I think that in this day and age, it would serve a lot of people, particularly those who have lost sight of what it is to give and to receive. I know that when I look around, there's often a lack of appreciation or acknowledgement of what's been given to us. And I think it's a missed opportunity to truly connect and understand people. I think what it boils down to as much for the recipient of a gift as to the gift receiver is a lack of gratitude. You know, being grateful when receiving a gift is a necessary means of focusing energy on where the gift came from, which draws attention to the greater meaning and understanding behind the gift, the essence, if you will. And perhaps gratitude is the incorrect word when it comes to the gift giver. Maybe we should use the term mindfulness. In any event, taking the time to carefully consider a gift and the recipient creates a direct energy on the recipient and the energy behind the gesture. For example, in evaluating all that would go into buying a snowboard for my son, it really forces me to evaluate what I'm capable of giving and whether or not I think the gift energy is a reflection of the amount of energy I truly want to give. When you make your decision as a gift giver, it should come from the heart. It should be a decision that resonates and makes sense to you. And when it does, the energy of that gift or that gesture is magnified and it's pure. Now, some of you may be thinking that the explanation behind a gift might be a little pretentious or even self-serving. But I don't feel that way. If no words or explanation are necessary, then I think that's perfect too. Let me explain why I feel that way by describing my love of poetry. Yes, poetry. In poetry, there's a certain joy I get when something is conveyed so strikingly in so few words or with a poignant literary device. Shakespeare's to be or not to be. 
provides the perfect example of a question that says so much in so few words. And it can be that way with gifting as well. For example, when we give a smile to a stranger, there's no need to accompany the gift with an explanation. There's simply a beautiful exchange that transcends words. And the same might apply to giving blood or maybe even being an organ donor. Words and explanations aren't always necessary. However, this Christmas, I'm going to try a different approach to the handing out of presents and ask that each giver take a second or two to explain the rationale behind the gift. And in all fairness, I think I'll let everyone know about my plan this week, because I can certainly remember a time when just getting a gift, I mean, buying a gift, any old gift was my only concern. Okay, back then I was a little less aware, perhaps a little more self-centered, and I probably didn't realize the impact my gifts had on people and the world beyond. As my awareness has shifted, so too have my beliefs. And one last thing I want to leave you with. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you got yourself a gift? Now, for some of you, it may have been today. And for others, you might not be able to remember the last time you got yourself a gift. Regardless, when you last gave yourself a gift, did you do it thoughtfully? Did you do it out of love? Or was it simply the fulfillment of a need? Because I wonder what would happen if more people gave lovingly and with consideration to themselves. I wonder if it would impact the way we give to others. So I'm going to try it out. I'm going to give a little more thought to the gifts I give myself. For example, I now know what this podcast does for me. Every time I write and record a new episode, it's a gift to myself. And I'm truly grateful that I get to create and receive for the purpose of expressing who I truly am. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today. And always know that I appreciate you.